0: Hello, good morning. My name is Allison. I'm one of the pastors here at The River. We are currently in a sermon series titled Unexpected Jesus. We are looking at moments when Jesus did or said something surprising. Today, we'll be looking at one of the parables from the book of Matthew. The literal meaning of the word parable is to throw alongside. In parables, two things are thrown alongside each other in a brief fictional story in order to make a comparison. Jesus frequently taught in parables, and the comparisons he made were often interesting and unexpected, especially when he was talking about the kingdom of God, also called the kingdom of heaven. So what exactly is the kingdom of heaven? Nadia Boltz Weber, a Lutheran minister and public theologian, says this, the kingdom of God is a tricky concept. And I was always taught I referred to our heavenly reward for being good, which now that I actually read the Bible for myself makes very little sense. Others say that the kingdom of God is another way of talking about the church. And still others say it's the dream God has for the wholeness of the world A dream being made true little by little among us right here, right now. My answer, all of the above. Sometimes Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven as if it had already arrived. Other times, Jesus spoke about it as if it was something that was going to come in the future. Many theologians explore this tension through the phrase, already, but not yet. They say the kingdom has already arrived, but has not yet come in all its fullness. This is the tension that we live in, a world where we simultaneously rejoice over the ways that God's spirit has broken through, and also we yearn for more. We see this longing expressed in the Lord's Prayer. It begins, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So let's take a look at today's passage, the parable of the yeast, to get a better idea of what this already but not yet kingdom looks like. The parable goes like this. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. This is a short passage, but there is a lot to explore here. According to Jesus, the short story, which can be broken down into three main parts, which are the woman, the yeast, and the quantity of flour, tells us some important things about the kingdom of heaven. So let's start by talking about the yeast. Are any of you bread bakers or maybe bread eaters? I would describe myself as a uh, passionate bread eater and um, an occasional bread baker. During the bread making phase of the pandemic, I spent a lot of time perfecting a recipe published in the New York Times called Simple Crusty Bread. And I think we have a picture of one of my loaves, yes. (laughs) So the beauty of this bread recipe is that it is incredibly simple. So first, you mix the flour, the salt, the yeast, and the water together in a bowl. Then you let it sit at room temperature for two to five hours while the dough rises. This is the time when the yeast is doing its work, when the dough is being leavened. Finally, after the dough rises, you put it in the oven to bake. And of course, you get to eat it. So super easy as far as bread recipes go. So, what exactly is yeast, and how does it get the dough to rise? Yeast is a single-cell living organism that is part of the fungus kingdom. Yes, that's right. Yeast is alive. Its scientific name is Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which literally means sugar-eating fungus. When used in bread making, the yeast eats the sugar and starch in the flour, and through a process called fermentation, transforms it into carbon dioxide and alcohol. The carbon dioxide gets trapped in the dough, and that's what makes it rise. And the alcohol is what gives a really tasty flavor to the bread. So for yeast to begin the process of fermentation, the conditions have to be just right. There needs to be warmth, moisture, and a food source like flour. And then the fermentation process ends when the dough goes in the oven to bake. Yeast cannot survive once the temperature reaches at least 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So what does yeast have to do with the kingdom of heaven? When the yeast is mixed with the dough, you can't see it anymore. Nevertheless, this unassuming single-cell fungus slowly works its way through the dough until all of it has been leavened and it has doubled in size. Yeast transforms the dough at a cellular level, making the final bread product less dense and more flavorful. The kingdom of God is like this yeast. Though sometimes unassuming or even invisible, it is a powerful agent of transformation. As it slowly spreads, it changes lives and communities for the better, bringing more of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Things like connection, justice, healing, and restoration. Slowly, slowly, it grows and expands. I don't know about any of you other bread makers out there, but for me, waiting for the dough to rise is the hardest part of the baking process. It takes a long time, and there is nothing you can do to speed it up. You just have to wait and trust the yeast to do its work. Just like it is hard to wait on rising dough, so too can it be hard to wait on the kingdom of God to come in all its fullness. The waiting can be excruciating. But we are not entirely powerless. Like the woman in the story, we can play an active role in bringing about the kingdom of heaven. So let's turn our attention to the woman in the parable. To early listeners, it would have been clear that in this parable, Jesus was centering women. At the time, bread making was the domain of women. And on top of that, the story actually features a woman as an active agent. The passage says the woman took the yeast and mixed it with the flour. The word mixed here can also be translated as hid or concealed. The word hide makes it seem like the woman's actions were covert or subversive in some way, which is incredibly appropriate given the subversive nature of the kingdom of God. The woman's role in the parable is significant on multiple levels. By centering a woman, Jesus drove home the point that society's hierarchies do not apply in the kingdom of heaven. Those who society deems less than, like women at the time, are not only welcome in the kingdom of God, but are integral to its spread. This is good news for anyone who has been made to feel unimportant less than overlooked or out of place you matter and you are integral to the kingdom of heaven all of us no matter who we are are invited to partner with god to move the kingdom forward we are invited to gather the metaphorical and perhaps also literal ingredients for bread making to adjust the temperature and the moisture and to hide the yeast. What might this look like in your life? Where would you like to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? If you could, where would you like to hide some yeast? Finally, let's talk about the quantity of flour. The parable says that the woman hid the yeast in three measures of flour. There are different calculations out there regarding exactly how much a measure is, but that amount of flour would have yielded around 50 loaves of bread. That's a lot of bread for one person to be making. And this detail is important because it paints a picture of extravagant welcome. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's a kingdom where all are invited to come and eat from God's table, and there is more than enough food for everyone. Writer Rachel Held Evans described it this way. She said, this is what God's kingdom is like, a bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they are rich or worthy or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. Have you ever experienced a moment where you felt like the kingdom of heaven had come to earth? Maybe it was a moment of authentic connection where you felt truly seen and heard. Or perhaps a moment where you saw the arc of the moral universe bend toward justice. Or maybe a moment of awe in response to something truly beautiful. A moment that stands out for me took place during my freshman year of college. When I arrived on campus, I joined the College Christian Fellowship. And as I began to get to know the leaders of the group, I opened up to them about my ongoing struggle with depression. Very quickly, the leaders of the group connected me with a therapist who agreed to see me at a reduced rate. But even at the reduced rate, I was incredibly worried that I wouldn't be able to afford to pay uh, for the sessions. One morning, I woke up and saw that an envelope had been pushed under the door of my dorm room. Inside was some money with a note explaining that it had been pulled together from members of the community. They wanted me, they wanted to help me be able to attend the therapy sessions and they wanted me to experience a taste of God's deep love for me. I remember being blown away that so many people who I barely knew would care enough to help me pay for therapy, that they cared that much about my mental health even without knowing me. And this was especially like, significant because these were college students on tight budgets. It was unlike anything I had ever experienced before, and it felt like the kingdom of heaven on earth. For the rest of the school year, about once a month, I would find an envelope pushed under my door. And I continued to be blown away. I was so moved by the generosity of my community that in later years, I helped organize funds for students who were in similar situations themselves. And in this way, the kingdom of God continued to grow and spread. These days, yeast can be purchased uh, in packets from the grocery store, but during Jesus' time, the process was a little bit different. Bakers would leave some extra dough sitting out on a warm day until yeasts that occur in natural contaminants in the flour cause it to ferment. Then the baker would take the old dough and mix it in with the new dough. And then the yeast would spread until the whole batch was leavened. So I wonder, is there any old yeasty dough in your life that you can mix into new dough to help it rise? By that I mean, have you had experiences in your life that you can pay forward? Are there experiences that can serve as sources of hope or inspiration for you as you partner with God in realizing God's dream of wholeness for the world? As I invite the worship team up here, I would like to pray a version of the Lord's Prayer over us. So this version is a little bit different from the one that you know. It comes from the New Zealand Anglican Prayer Book. Eternal spirit, earthmaker, pain-bearer, life-giver. Source of all that is and that shall be. Father and mother of us all. Loving God in whom is heaven. The hallowing of your name echo through the universe. The way of your justice be followed by the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and tests, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen.